Welcome back. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement here on the fan. Lanell Willingham here with you until 10 o'clock. Before I hand the ball off to the JR Sport Brief Show, NBA free agency officially upon us, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a long ride, and it started at about 6 o'clock Eastern time here tonight. See the news and reports continuing to trickle and file in. We'll bring you the latest uh, as we get the notifications to our phone, just like you do. The latest right now, big-time movement out in L.A. with the Lakers. Former Wizard Troy Brown Jr., inking a one-year deal to go help out LeBron James and company to try to provide them some quality bench depth. Lakers signing another young man from that draft class as well, Lonnie Walker, inking a deal with the L.A. Lakers as well. So it's starting to get a little crowded in that backcourt in La La Land. I'll get you up to speed with the latest trades and signings as they happen. But before we went to break, I told you the Washington Wizards and GM Tommy Shepard should be running in a dead sprint to get on the phone, to try and strike a deal that could change the trajectory of this franchise for the next six to ten years. Right now, Tommy Shepard and company have a golden opportunity. Hear me out when I say this. The Washington Wizards are one of only a few teams who could actually match the salaries in a trade with the Brooklyn Nets to acquire Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They just inked Bradley Beal to a new five-year max extension. And they also have the expiring contract of Kristaps Porzingis that is going to be getting off their books at at season's end. Matching up those two salaries in a package of first-round picks, in essence, might be the best deal that Sean Marks and company could fetch back in a potential deal to get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant out of town. If you're the Wizards here, It makes sense on too many levels. Throw something against the wall. See if it sticks. Tommy Shepard has shown the propensity to go out and take the big swing. I think right now he's been presented with another golden opportunity to do so. I want to hear from you guys on this. Tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well. N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Would you guys out there be interested in the Wizards engaging in a mega sign-in trade to acquire Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Obviously, from a talent perspective, it's a no-brainer. Getting to add arguably two of the top seven players in the world on your roster, never a bad idea to do that. But peel the lens back all the way. Peel the curtain back all the way. When you acquire a guy like Kyrie Irving, you know it's more than just about what he brings on the basketball floor. Well-documented, the bridges that he's burned on his way out of town in his previous three stops, talking about Boston, talking about the the Celtics, talking about the Nets, talking about Cleveland. We've seen him do this, where when he's not happy with the situation, he's quick to throw all his chips in the basket and say, hey, look, get me the hell out of here. But from, from, from a player standpoint, for Kyrie Irving, he's a kid that grew up in New Jersey, just a few hours outside of our nation's capital. You get to come here and be close to Capitol Hill and get an opportunity to have a lasting imprint potentially in this community. You're close to politicians to be able to create some of the dialogue 
to help enforce some of the change that Kyrie Irving has been so adamant about doing. It is, it is something for me that, look, most people will consider it a pipe dream. I think you got to get creative here. Washington has a hall of assets when you talk about guys like Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, the newly re-signed Bradley Beal will be a part of any type of deal to acquire two stars of that magnitude. And Tom, like I said, Tommy Shepard has shown scared money don't make no money. They have made a concerted effort since Tommy Shepard has taken over to get this team out of the meteoric state that they've been stuck in. There is plenty of reason why Tommy Shepard and company should be on the phone right now with Sean Marks. Not only just to get potentially Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, but I have to assume with Kevin Durant requesting out earlier today, with Kyrie Irving only being under contract for one more season in Brooklyn, Ben Simmons has to be available for trade, right? And boy, what a fit Ben Simmons would be here in D.C. You want to talk about somebody that fits the mold on the defensive end for what Washington is looking for. A guy that would come in and be that point guard that this team has desperately been searching for all offseason. I mentioned it earlier. They said they plan on leaving no stone unturned when it comes to their pursuit of a point guard. You saw them make the move yesterday to acquire Monty Morris. I don't think they're done, though. Monty Moore's last season in Denver was his first time being a full-time starter. And the results were good. Finishes with the fifth best assist-to-turnover ratio in the NBA. He shoots 38% from distance. He fits the mold of what Washington needs. But in my opinion, they need more than that. Because outside of Monty Morris, where, is, where are the other true traditional point guards on this roster? I think Tommy Shepard and company are going to continue to be hard at work trying to improve this roster. But yesterday and today, re-signing Bradley Beal to the max extension, they're good first steps uh, in trying to get Washington over the hump. I definitely think, based off of what we've seen from Wizards GM Tommy Shepard, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off the table for this group. Wizards have some big-time decisions to make as well, and so does guard Bradley Beal who, yes, has opted into this deal and has signed the max extension, but I'll privy that by saying this. Yes, Bradley Beal locked into this five-year max contract, but that money follows him wherever he chooses to go. So I think the pressure is still on Tommy Shepard and company to continue to improve this roster to make Washington an attractive destination to keep Bradley Beal. Would you rather Bradley Beal commit to the Wizards long-term? Or would you rather the team try to engage in a sign-and-trade and try to participate in a legitimate rebuild? I'll let you know my opinion on the other side of this break. Ride with me. You're listening to The Fan. been running on this news-filled Thursday night in the National Basketball Association. Free agency officially underway. And look, things only going to get more unchy 
from here. Leno Willingham here with you on the fan. Keep it locked right here all night long. I'm with you till 10 o'clock before I hand things over to the JR Sport Brief Show. But as I mentioned before the break, I want to hear from you guys. Before we went to the break, I posed the question, do you all out there prefer Bradley Beal commit to the Wizards long-term? Yes. Technically, he has already done so by signing this massive extension. But as we all know and as we've seen throughout the landscape of the NBA, all it takes is waking up one day saying, look, I'm going to get out of here. And now you're holding your team's front office at mercy. Would you rather Bradley Beal commit to the Wizards long term or would you rather this team engage in a sign and trade and try and try to participate in a legitimate rebuild, doing it the right way? Because clearly this team has been rebuilding because we haven't gone anywhere. But Tommy and company, Ted Leonsis and company refuse to acknowledge it as a rebuild because, look, they want to be competitive. They, they want to continue to try to flirt with the play-in game and sell those playoff tickets. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. For me, it's tough because, I look, I understand both sides. I understand that happy medium that you want to have to where you don't want to just tear the whole thing down because you want to be able to still put out a respectable product on the floor. But if you're the Wizards, like, we've seen this song and dance for the last 10 years with Bradley Beal. And, yes, Coach Patsos was on with us earlier and made the great astute point of this is the best supporting cast that a Washington has surrounded Bradley Beal with. But on the other side of that token, yes, this is the best supporting cast that Bradley Beal has ever had, but what is the ceiling for the supporting cast? I feel like we said that same thing about the supporting cast like two years ago Didn't when we? Austin Rivers was the backup. Oh yeah, right? Uh, been there, done that. Right, when we, when we brought over Ty Lawson from China to take all of uh, – Ramon Sessions minutes. We, we've done this song and dance before. We've seen it. And I love me some Bradley Bill as much as the next guy. I grew up watching him. The Panda. This is my man. This is the guy that got me engaged hard in Wizards basketball. Him and, Bre- him and John Wall. The combination of those two. I remember having in, in high school having an axe to stay up late to watch the Bulls series when young Bradley Bill goes on the road and scores the most points in a playoff debut. That, you know, that we've seen in franchise history. I've seen it. I've been here for all the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows. I've grown up in this town just like he's grown up with us. He came in here as a wide-eyed young 19-year-old that didn't know anything. Breath still smelling like Similac. Raw, wet behind the ears. We've seen the maturation and growth of Bradley Beal. We've seen how involved he's been in the community. I believe it was just two weekends ago completely refurbishing and building new courts over at Banneker here in the city. So don't tell me Bradley Beal doesn't want to be here. We know Bradley Beal wants to be here. The question is for me is do we want him here? Because no disrespect to the player. What is your ceiling with Bradley Beal eating up this much of your cap? You're in a situation right now in free agency. Well, look, Tommy Shepard and company have had to get creative because they don't have many Resources to work with financially. They've had to get creative and acquire talent by way of trade because they can't be too active in free agency because all they've got to work with is the mid-level exception, which is only going to get you a certain type of player. We've seen guys like Tyus Jones be floated around. DeLon Wright is bringing in another guard going to get this team into championship contention because that's where I'm trying to get to. We spent enough time being 
in that middle of the pack state in the Eastern Conference. And every time I come on here, I say the same thing. They're a year, two years, maybe three years too late with trying to tear this thing down. Do things the right way. Sometimes you got to tear it all up for you to be able to rise to the top. Look at the Philadelphia 76ers and the process and rebuild that they went through. Look at the Atlanta Hawks and the process and rebuild that they went through. They were that middling team in the Eastern Conference. You know what they did? They tanked for a few seasons, and they end up with Trey Young. Now you've got one of the most best young dynamic guards in the basketball association right now. So sometimes you got to make that sacrifice. See it through, my boy. That's what I'll say. Tommy Shepard and company, see it through. Know that there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel if you dish out Bradley Beal. Because right now, yes, we want to see this team back in the postseason. I'll be this, I'll be the first one. Look, I, I talk about us not wanting to be, or me not wanting this team to be in that middle of the pack state in the Eastern Conference. I bet your bottom dollar if the Washington Wizards clinch the five seed in the East next year, I'll be clearing out my schedule for seven o'clock to be sitting down in front of a TV watching it. So I want to see. This team put a winning product on the floor. But what's the ceiling of this team with him being under contract? I want you guys to tap in with me on this. 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter as well, at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. I look at it from the other side of the spectrum, though, as well. What message does it send throughout the organization if you deal this guy? He's somebody who's done everything the right way has continued to get better each season he's been in the NBA. He's been loyal to you. He hasn't axed out. He's worked in this community. He's been a staple and entrenched himself in this D.C. community. So I wonder if on one token, Tommy and company feel obligated to try to see things through with Bradley Beal. How much do you think being in the same city, in the same arena, and I'm sure walking past or sharing locker rooms, how much do you think that Ovechkin influences Brad as a guy that continually had those shortcomings but stayed here and stayed here and stayed here and was loyal and then ultimately won the championship? And like that for me was one of the greatest nights of my life of when course. the Caps won. How much do you think that influences Brad to stick around here and see if he can do that but with the Wizards? Look, I know that's got to be one of the determining factors here, and there's a multitude of reasons as to why Bradley Beal should want to stick around. Hell, he's got 251 million of them. But I'll say this, and it's no disrespect and no shade to Bradley Beal. He can't sniff the jockstrap of the grade eight. There, there's a complete difference in the two situations, which is why it's interesting to hear the dynamic and, and hear people talk about Bradley Beal potentially being Ted Leontis' Alex Ovechkin. I say to hell with that. Alex Ovechkin was the best player in hockey, the best goal scorer arguably in the history of this league. So there's a difference. Yes, Bradley Beal is an ascending player. But going into your 11th season, how much better can you get? We've kind of seen what Bradley Beal can be. We have saw him be a guy who can show you capable of getting 25 points in his sleep. Yes, he can do that. Is he a winner? Does he do the, does he do the things that lead to winning? Is he a guy that's going to give you his, his balls to the wall effort on both sides of the floor? I question that with Bradley Beal. We saw it this past season when they put more on his plate and he had to handle 
more of the late-game responsibilities and being this team's primary ball handler. We saw him come up small in some big-time situations. Not saying that is all Bradley Beal is going to be, but right now, man, look, I know you didn't want to let him walk, and you didn't have to let him walk, but signing him to this massive $251 million extension, it feels like the easy way out for Tommy Shepard and company. Look, I'm prepared to ride with this Bradley Beal situation until the wheels fall off. Because I'm a fan. Bradley Bill has meant a lot to me and this fan base. But when is enough enough? Bradley Bill, we all hoped would be the catalyst to a championship coming back to Chocolate City. Speaking of championships, though, I feel as if, look, as a fan base, we're all pretty desperate uh, for a title. But just how desperate? I want to hear from you guys. What would you be willing to give up to see your favorite sports franchise win a title? I'll tell you what I'd give up on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Ride with me. Listen to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement here on The Fan. Linnell Willingham here with you until 10 o'clock before I pass the rock over to my man JR in the JR Sport Brief Show. It's been a fun show so far to this point. We still got plenty to get to. 9 o'clock, I'll be joined by Jason Horowitz of the Big Ten Radio Network to discuss the potential new West Coast members of that conference, USC and UCLA, reportedly on the move to the Big Ten, we'll talk to Jason about that, and we'll get into some NIL stuff as well because that that NIL thing is just completely changing the landscape of high school sports and college sports. So we'll get to that uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. But before we took the quick time out, I told you I wanted to hear from you guys. MGM National Harbor Lister lines wide open. You can tap in with me on Twitter as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. We're desperate. We're desperate for championships here specifically in our nation's capital. And for me, particularly with the Washington Commanders and the Washington Wizards, because we've been fortunate enough to see the other two major professional, the other three, excuse me, major professional sports teams here in town win a championship. Talking about the Mystics, the Nationals, the Capitals. What would you give up? to see your favorite sports team win a championship. This could be something that you do in your everyday life. This could be a bad habit that you have. This could be a cousin that you don't like. What would you give up in order to see your favorite sports team win a championship? And as I pose that question out there to you guys, I'm thinking, well, damn it, Linnell, what would you give up? And I really think the list is so long that we don't even have enough time to get to it all here before 10 o'clock rolls around. Me personally, I've never seen one of my favorite teams win a professional sports title. Yes, I root for the Capitals. Yes, I root for the Nationals. And I root for the Mystics as well. But there is nothing that compares to August through January when the Washington Commanders are pretty much taking over this town. And every Sunday at 1 o'clock, you're sitting in front of the TV waiting to see 
what's going to happen? The amount of love that there is in this town for the commanders really gets me curious into thinking, like, what would this town be like? What would the championship parade and ceremony look like for the Washington Commanders or the Washington Wizards? We saw what it looked like for the Caps. We saw what it looked like for the Nationals. No offense to the MLB and the NHL. The NBA and the NFL, two different animals when it comes to the passion and the fans and just how much people care about it uh, in this town. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, what is something I love to do every day? I love to get up and watch sports. Would I give up being able to watch my team play in exchange for a championship? Hell, I don't know. I might. That's how desperate we are for a championship to come to town for the Commanders or for the Washington Wizards. But I want to hear from you guys. MGM National Harbor Listen Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter as well. What would you give up in order to see either the Washington Wizards or the Washington Commanders win a title? You can get at me on Twitter as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. I mentioned the idea and the possibility of not being able to watch games. There was a superstition I had. I forgot what season it was. It was when I was in high school. I believe it was the 2014 season. And there were some things going on. I had obligations on the weekends. And there was a stretch in time to where whenever I would watch the then Washington Redskins play, they wouldn't win. They would not win. And it ate me up inside. If you guys can remember what 2014 was like. That was a year before things really started to click and gel with that group. I believe 2015 was the first time we saw Kirk Cousins get handed the keys to the car for the first time. And I just remember every time I would watch, they would lose. So I started thinking to myself, well, maybe if I don't watch, they'll win. Clearly, it wasn't my fault that they weren't winning. (laughs) The team just wasn't any good. Was 2014 the all-in for week one, or was that 2013 year? That was 2013. 2013. 2014, I actually remember now specifically the ugly uh, week one game in 2014. That was the first year Jay Gruden at the helm. If you remember, that was that was Bobby Three Sticks' last hurrah, the last opportunity for Robert Griffin III to prove to the then Washington Redskins that he was going to be a part of this thing long term. And I remember we went to Houston. We're on the road to NRG Stadium, and RG3 got beat like a damn drum all day long, peeling himself up off the turf. I can remember Morgan Moses walking back and trying to pick RG3 up off the turf. I can remember Trent Williams looking back like, man, it's getting rough for you back there. And it, I mean, it was just a lack of talent, and, and arguably so. It was the first year of Jay Gruden at the helm. I'm trying to think about some of the guys who were in that receiving core. Ryan Grant. Tulane's finest. You know you're really uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel there when Ryan Grant is the first name that comes to mind. Exactly. Uh, Jay Gruden Mark, by the way. Loved him some Ryan Grant. I think that was was uh, pre-DJax, wasn't it? Or was that DJax's first Um, year? That was. That was Deshaun's first year because I remember he came there by himself. Initially, he was there by himself. I remember because that was that dreaded game, that Saturday night game that they played. It was here, I believe. 
against Philadelphia, and Deshaun and Deshaun Jackson catches the touchdown from RG three. The team ends up going on and winning that game, and I think it that was when Mark Sanchez, I believe, was the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles at the time. So things were not looking up and up in 2014 for the Washington Commanders, and things still aren't looking up for the franchise, which makes me pose the question out there to you guys. What would you do to see either the Washington Commanders or the Washington Wizards bring a title back here to our nation's capital? The Commanders one step closer, uh, in my opinion, of bringing a title to town. They are able to re-sign Terry McLaurin to a three-year extension I believe it was Wednesday or Tuesday, excuse me. They were able to ink Terry McLaurin to that three-year extension. And today, just as the consonant professional that Terry McLaurin is, wrote a letter to the Washington Commanders fan base, and it got me teared up a little bit just to see just how much the game and this fan base means to this young man. When we get back on the other side of this break, I'll go through that letter with you, and then I'll pose a question out there to you guys. Who would you write a letter of gratitude to amongst the D.C. sports athletes, current and former? Who has touched you enough in their time here as a D.C. sports athlete to where you consider writing a letter of gratitude? Like Terry McLaurin wrote to us, the Washington fans here today. Don't go anywhere. Ride with me. Listen to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Lonell Willingham here with you on The Fan until about 10 o'clock. Before I hand things over to the JR Sport Brief show. Jam-packed show so far. NBA free agency in full swing. It will give you the latest on the signings and trades as they come in to us. We got some news right now out in Dallas with the Mavericks. Another former wizard getting that bag. JaVale McGee. Signing a three-year, $21 million deal with the Dallas Mavericks. And it might just be just what the doctor ordered for Luka Doncic and company. An athletic rim-running big that has the potential to block shots and really solidify the middle of that Dallas Mavericks defense. We want to um, continue to give you the updates on the signings as they happen here tonight. The Lakers making some big-time moves, adding to the, the crux of their rotation. Lonnie Walker signs, Troy Bound Jr. signing. So a flurry of moves that have happened here so far, and we'll recap the big moves of the day here so far. It started off with Kevin Durant. I think it was about 2 o'clock Eastern time. Officially, and this was interesting, the details that I got about this. Normally when a player requests a trade, it comes through the agent. And the agent is talking on behalf of the players. Report out there that I saw Kevin Durant went right to the owner's office to have a man-to-man conversation and express his displeasure and desire to get out of Brooklyn. So that set a bunch of things in motion. Kevin Durant, now the most highly sought-after trade chip right now in the NBA. We heard the report earlier from Adrian Wojnarowski and then Brian Windhorst uh, doing a good job following up and corroborating and and confirming that report. Kyrie Irving could potentially be on his way out of Brooklyn as well. 
Yes, he just opted into that $36.5 million player option, but Irving was set to be a free agent at season's end. So we're now looking at the possibility of Kyrie and Kevin Durant being a package deal? The, the Kyrie thing is whatever, right? Kyrie is going to Kyrie, but you said Kevin Durant is the most highly coveted trade asset now 100%. in the NBA. I mean, you could make the argument dating as far back as to maybe when Kareem was working his way out of Milwaukee, he's the most highly coveted available uh, guy to trade ever, ever in the NBA because you've never seen a guy with the talents of Kevin Durant, the skill set. I mean, he's a top five player in today's league, yeah. and he's essentially saying, somebody please come get me. Yeah, and what's so interesting and what makes him so sought after, it's not just the talent, obviously, well-documented. It's top three score, top three player in our game here today. The contract that he just signed, the team that acquires Kevin Durant, it's not going to be some situation where he could potentially force his way out at season's end. They'll have four years of control of Kevin Durant, and I think that's got to be the most appeasing aspect of that part. He loves doing the non-player team option. This is the set he did it the first time he extended an OKC, and everyone round of applause yeah, like you're staying with OKC. Loyal. But for a guy that is seeming to be as flaky as he is or consistently moving, if you want to take the optimistic spin on it, he really loves not giving himself <laughs> the option at the end there. Yeah, and look, maybe you blame the agent. <laughs> Right, maybe you blame the agent because it seems like everybody's piling on Kevin Durant uh, for him wanting out. This situation seems a little bit different, though, and we mentioned it earlier in the show when we were talking to Coach Patsos. The situation is there in Brooklyn. Basically, Kevin Durant was using Kyrie Irving as leverage, essentially, basically telling the Brooklyn Nets, "Look, if you do not commit." To Kyrie Irving long term financially, not only are you going to lose Kyrie Irving, but I'm going to walk out of the building as well. And I think it was a situation where Sean Marks and the Nets brass was basically saying, Go ahead, I dare you. <laughs> and then Kevin Durant says, Okay, I'll pack my bags and I'll show up at the owner's door requesting a trade. We've seen multiple reports come out here now about this situation and the whole thing about it. That's interesting to me in the report that we continue to hear. Brian Windhorst, the latest with this one, Kyrie Irving is trying to now force his way to the L.A. Lakers. And the reports all week long when they were discussing and lobbying whether or not to, ex to extend Kyrie was, well, he can't force a sign-and-trade because nobody wants to engage in a sign-and-trade. And the only team that was interested in engaging in a sign-and-trade for Kyrie Irving was Los Angeles Lakers. But Sean Marks and company said, hell no, we don't want any part of Russell Westbrook and his $46.5 million player option. But now, now that the dust has settled, you've been on Tinder, I've been on Tinder, we've both searched the landscape to try to see if there's a honey out there for us. We might just meet in the middle here. Your flaws and my flaws may go together to make the perfect trade package. And the package that we've heard rumored is the only thing that makes sense from a financial standpoint. The contract of Anthony Davis in combination with Russell Westbrook and some other pieces that the Lakers can throw in. Maybe the only deal that the Nets could get to send them both to a location to try to match salaries here. That's why I mentioned the Washington Wizards and why Tommy Shepard and company should be running to the phone 
to try to see if they could put together a deal to acquire uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You just signed Brad Beal to a max extension where he's going to be making $48 plus million a year. Chris Stapp's Porzingis is under contract for this season at $36.5 million. You've got the expiring contract of Kyle Kuzma, who's going to be looking for a new payday. And obviously Washington, obviously they'll, they'll cross that bridge when they get to it. But based on the way Kyle Kuzma played last year, maybe a guy that's looking at getting the bag next summer. So if you're Washington here, look, take another big swing. We've seen Tommy Shepard do this before. Not afraid to go out and try to do whatever he can to help this roster. But I'll say this. Yes, I commend him for what he's done. But Washington has put themselves in this situation financially. Nobody put a gun to your head and told you that you had to sign Bradley Beal to a $250 million extension. Because now look at you. Now look at you. You're in a situation where you're trying to have to wheel and deal in the trade market to acquire talent instead of doing it the easy way and just going out and signing a free agent. So we'll continue to give you guys updates all night long on the NBA free agency. Whatever trades and signings happen, we'll be the first on it for you. When we come back, we'll switch things over to the gridiron. I teased it before we went to the last break. Terry McLaurin coming to terms with the Washington Commanders on a three-year extension, $50 million guaranteed in a $71 million deal. Amazing gesture from Terry today, though, going out and penning a letter to the Washington Commanders fan base and organization thanking them uh, for all that they've done for him. We'll react to Terry McLaurin's contract extension on the other side of this break, and I'll also tell you which D.C. sports athlete I'd want to pen a letter to, giving my gratitude and thanks. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Fan. 